worthy to be praised. Amen. As we remain standing before the Lord, shall we look to the scriptures? Shall we turn to Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9 goes like this. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Praise the Lord. Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would release grace and anointing that will make the proclamation of your word effective. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind it in Jesus' name and we take victory in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today's message is titled... The better option, the better option, praise the Lord. The psalmist is saying, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes, praise God, amen. We live in a world where our worlds are constantly rocked by troubles, turmoils, and trials that comes our way. When the world around us is shaking and is being rocked, the children of God are safely tucked away in the rock of ages. When the world around us is constantly being rocked, we as God's children, we are made to stand on the rock of ages. The psalmist, through his life experience, he is saying, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man or in Princes, praise God. Let me ask you, for our growth and development, for a healthy growth and a development, we ought to be in an environment where we can trust those who are around us. Praise the Lord. Whether it is in a home, a nucleus family, the trust factor that exists between a husband and a wife, between a father and the mother, or the parent or the children, or whether you are in a church setting, or the, whether you are in a work setting, whether you are in a school setting, regardless of where you are, the trust factors play a major role in our well-being. Praise God. With time, 
we are enabled as God's children to come to the conclusion that the psalmist has come that it is better to trust in God than to put our confidence in men or in princes. The psalmist is saying that out of his own experience. It's not just a theory that he has found. It's not just a revelation that he has. It is not accumulated knowledge that he has gleaned, but rather through his experience, he is saying, hey, it's better to trust in the Lord. Praise God. We live in a world where constantly we are presented with options. Praise God. With choices. Whether it's health care, we have options. Whether if it's 401k plan, we have options. Whether it's retirement plan, we have options. Wherever you go, whatever realms that you get involved in, whether it's academic or career, we all are given options. And we all, in one way or the other, hope to tap into the better options that we have. Here the psalmist is saying, he's not saying that we are about a better option, but rather he's saying, he's talking about a proven option, the option being trust in God. Put your trust in God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me ask you, have you ever been in a place where your trust was shaken? Where you gave your heart to somebody. You fell in love with somebody. But to find out that they broke your heart. They shattered your dreams. And they walked away from you. Praise God. Have you ever been double crossed? If you ever been double crossed. You realize that the trust was broken. Have you ever confided in someone only to find out that what you had confided was shared and it had become the talk of the town. Every one of us at one point or the other have gone through similar ways in our lives where the trust factor or the person or the thing that we trusted in did not stand the test of time. Praise God. That is the nature of everything around us. Everything that surrounds us, whether it is human beings, whether it is brothers or sisters or gadgets or gizmos or any other appliance that you have around you, you will find eventually today or tomorrow, if you have not ever gone through it, brace yourself up for it because a time will come when they or when it or when we let others down. It is the way of man or is the world that we live in that is constantly showing that you can lean or rely on anything around us. Praise God. We will realize 
today or tomorrow that the people that we think might not be consistent, might not be faithful, what is the remedy for it? The psalmist is saying, listen, put your trust in God. Praise God. We are blessed to live in a country which has a motto inscribed on our currency. It says, in God we trust. Praise God. The dollar bill in your pocket, the change in your pocket, there is an inscription on it that says, in God we trust. Before anyone says, in God we trust, Praise God. When it comes to God, you and I ought to have a personal encounter, a personal experience, a personal revelation, a personal communion with him and come to the point where we can say, in God, I trust. Praise God. Do you trust in God? Praise God. How is your trust level in God. The psalmist is saying based on his experience. Do you have an experience with the Lord whereby you can say that I trust in God. And I believe that God will not let me down. Praise God. Look what the psalmist say. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in Man, praise God. The word trust, translated from the Hebrew word kasa, means to take confidence in, to take refuge in, to come under the wings or to come under the wings of the Almighty or to come and take refuge under the Almighty One. Trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. If from David's life, we can see the psalmist, he has a personal experience. Well, his first encounter with man by default was his own home. The home that gave him refuge. The home that gave him a place to stay. Praise God. The term confidence comes from the Hebrew word bakhat, meaning you ceaselessly or carelessly just simply rely on them. Well, don't we do that? We carelessly lean on our parents. Without a second thought, we lean on our parents. But in David's life, he found out that it was better to trust in God. Casa in God than Bakat in men. Even though the men were people of his own kith and kin. People who were part of his bloodline. The Bible says they overlooked him. Psalmist says, even though my father and mother forsake me. Praise God. Even when those that we count on, bank on, lean on, does not have a shadow of a doubt.
out in their commitment they might let us down even if they let you down i want to assure you of the fact that god will never let you down praise god amen in a home in a relationship when you are in a relationship the expectations are very high praise god when everything is working well people meet their expectations but when challenges come when trouble comes knocking at our door when people are not able to keep their end of their commitment we find that hope is shattered and trust is broken even when we go through similar situation in our lives we know that we can trust in the lord praise god in the human world we know that the parent and children have a strong relationship there is a strong trust factor that exists between spouses between husband and wife in david's life we see that the very base of his sustenance was shaken when they overlooked him the one that he had entered into a covenant relationship his wife had looked down on him in in the time or in the moment of exuberant worship so david can come out and say hey listen you know i know i can trust god then put confidence in man the next thing that david is saying we read from his lifestyle from his life story is that he had put his confidence in princes what's the difference between mere men and princes well their status is a higher status in their society their sphere of influence is wider than normal average common men they exert more power they exert more authority the person is a prince because he is born as a prince he inherits his privileges he inherits his perks at time his privilege are conferred upon him so regardless of how he has reached the princely state he is in a much more higher level to do favor to the people around him david is saying that even such people will let you down praise god his experience his first boss was king saul David entered into the royal service as what as a musician he would go and he would play his harp when the evil spirit will come upon king Saul and the bible says that king Saul at one point took the javelin and threw at him hoping that he would be pinned to the wall praise god so the person that had given him a way of living was going to put attempting to put him down in david's life at one point running away from king saul he went to the king of the philistine 
Achish and took refuge with him. He forged a bond with him. And he had done many military exercises and endeavors. And he had brought victory to the Philistine king. But a time came when the Philistine king would not allow him to go to battle because of the political pressure that was exerted by the Philistine, the lords of the Philistine. What am I trying to say? Well, David had put his confidence in a prince. Praise God. But eventually he found out, even though he was a proven man, David had proved his loyalty, his allegiance to the king Achish, yet he was let down. Praise God. We again read about David through his lifestyle that he was again let down when? When his own son stood against him. When there was insurgency that came against him. When there was a coup that went against him. Praise God. David through all his experience, he pens it down and is saying it is better. Why? When you read the prior verse, he says, I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. Praise God. Through life experience, it was proven to David that he can trust God and it is a better option to trust God. When we have similar experience in our lives, what is expected of us is what David shows through his life. Experience with God should lead us to expression of the goodness of God to the extent that we proclaim the goodness of God. Let me tell you, if you have been fortified, if you have been blessed, if your life has been blessed, through your confidence and your trust in God, have you come to a place where you are ready to express what you have experienced in your life? Quite often, people after receiving grace and goodness, blessings from the Lord, they keep quiet of what God has done. Not David. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall be continually be in my mouth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. When I banked on men, when I banked on princes, they let me down, not God. Therefore, I will proclaim God's goodness. Let me ask you, can you trust God in all circumstances. Praise God. Life consists of highs and lows, mountain and valley experience, poverty and prosperity, scarcity and abundance, adversity and popularity. All these things are packed in life. Praise God. 
when it is unrolled and when it comes down our way, in every circumstance, a child of God should be able to trust God because the Lord that we serve is a sovereign God who is able to rule and to overrule in our life. Let me ask you a question. Can we trust God with his timings? Praise God. Can we trust God with his timings? Praise God. What does that mean? That means, praise God, God's clock doesn't tick based on the EST. What is EST? Huh? What's EST? So what does, how does God's clock tick? It's the GST. What is the GST? God's standard time. Praise God. Our clocks, we are to align or synchronize our clocks with his clock. Praise God. It's as my brother said, the Kairos moments of God. Praise God. There is nothing wrong in planning our life. There is nothing wrong in projections in life. There is nothing wrong in having programs in life. There is nothing wrong in having timetables in life. In fact, a disciplined life ought to have timetables in life. But in the realms of God, when you're dealing with the Almighty, when you're expecting him to come through for us, there is a kairos moment for those who are plugged in into the purpose of God. Only those who are plugged in into the purpose of God. Those who live a careless life, a life with no purpose, does not understand the importance of synchronizing their life with the Kairos moments of God. Praise God. God has called us with a purpose. Praise God. And he wants to fulfill his purpose for our life. For that, we have to know that we need to plug in with the GST, with the Kairos moment of God. Praise God. Can we trust God with his timings? Praise God. In David's life, very young, he had the promise. He had got the anointing of the king. But between the anointing of the king and the reality of becoming a king, there was an incubation time. There was a maturity time that he had to wait through. And as he went through this incubation time to reach the Kairos moment of God, it was not a smooth sailing. David did not fret. David did not become impatient going through the wilderness, going through the caves, going through the challenges. He realized that God was preparing him for something greater in life. He waited for the Kairos moment of God. 
let me ask you, can we trust God for his timing? Has God given a word on your life? Has God given a promise for your life? Praise God. If so, you and I have to wait patiently on him for it to materialize in the physical world. Praise God. God is faithful. Unlike men who would fail us, God is one. He's immutable. He's an unchanging God. God is one who cannot lie. The Bible says he cannot lie. Not he will not lie, but he cannot lie. If he has said something, he will do it for you. The, the question is, can we trust with his timing? The second question is, can we trust with God, with, can we trust God with his methods? Praise God. We as human beings, we are used to certain way of thinking. We are used to certain way of doing things. We are used to following certain patterns. Praise God. And as long as everything works on those lines, we feel comfortable. There is nothing wrong in that. But God has his own methods. We as human beings, we are limited beings. As limited beings, we run out of ideas. We run out of methods. We run out of methodologies. We run out of the ways that we can do things. But God never runs out of his methods. At times, we might feel that the methods of God are unconventional in nature. Even when it is unconventional in nature. Praise God. If you're plugged in with him. If you're plugged in with the timings of God. If you're plugged in with the Kairos moments of God. You will realize that the method God employs to come through with this Kairos moment for you might be unorthodox at times, unconventional at times, but it ushers the purpose, the design, the program, the project of God concerning our lives. Question is, can we trust God with his methods? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can you tell me an unconventional, an unorthodox methods that you see in the Bible which is out of this world? Anyone? What's that? So many. The raven feeding the prophet by using ravens. Praise God. We have used, we are used to the method of meals on the wheels. But before meals on the wheels came, meals came through air for Elijah when God decided 
that he was going to use an unconventional method. Praise God. If a servant was sent to Elijah, maybe King Ahab and his cronies might have tried to stop him. But in the day and age when there was no drones, God sent a flying drone to Elijah to feed him. The unconventional method of God. What else? Tell me. Huh? The, the rod of Moses. Praise God. Unheard of where the sea it parted into two and the people can walk through the unconventional way. What else? Talk to me, church. Huh? A coin. Beautiful. Beautiful. A coin in the fish's mouth. Praise God. Peter comes to Jesus and says, they're asking for taxes, master. Jesus looked at him and said, the king and his prince and his subjects, the king is exempt from taxes. I as a creator, I as a lord, I as the one who has initiated the planet into motion, I am exempt from tax. But so that they will not question you, you go and you pay tax for me and for you. Go, throw in the line, Peter, the first fish that you catch. In its mouth, there is a coin which will pay tax for you and for me unconventional ain't it isn't it wonderful that God sees beyond what you and I can see praise God deep down in the ocean a fish with a coin stuck in its mouth perhaps hoping that somebody would pull out the coin praise God here comes Jesus sends his disciple to pay off the tax the unconventional method of God. One more, anybody? Overtaking the chariot of Ethiopian. What was he? Jonah and the whale. Okay, we'll touch both. Praise God. Yes, running with the chariot. Praise God. Amen. Philip. Running with the Ethiopian eunuch's chariot. Praise God. The, Philip, the, the spirit of God led Philip into the wilderness. From a crusade, a mammoth gathering with the manifestation of power of God. He sent out into the wilderness for a lone person who is not satisfied because he could not understand the scripture. God is concerned of every one of us. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's concerned about the masses and he's concerned about that one man who has traveled all the way from Ethiopia to Jerusalem and going back home with a soul that is empty and hungry. He desires that someone would interpret the word. And here comes God shuts his man down's crusade and sends him into the wilderness. Gives him the strength and the power to walk with the with the eunuch's chariot and the wisdom that he needs 
to start a conversation which leads into the salvation of the man. Praise God. Jonah, the disobedient prophet, God prepared a fish to gobble him up, one large enough that will fit Jonah's size. I don't know how big Jonah was, whether Jonah was six feet or five feet or four feet. But let me tell you, the fish that God sent to catch Jonah was big enough for him, not only to be in the fish's belly, but to stay there and to send a telegraph and SMS up to God, save God, help me, I am sorry. Praise God. Yes, God's methods are unconventional. Praise God. Let me ask you folks, are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to receive the unconventional method of God in your life so that God's purpose will be fulfilled. Can we trust God for everything? Praise God. What is this everything? All your needs. Some people think that God is only concerned with our spiritual well-being. No, God is not only concerned with your spiritual well-being. God is concerned with your whole person the whole personality. He's concerned with your spirit, soul, and body. That's why Paul writing to the Thessalonians says, may the Lord keep your spirit, soul, and body blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus. He who calls you is faithful and he will do it. God is concerned about your physical, material, financial, relational, emotional, all kinds of need God is concerned about. Don't confine God only to the needs of your spirit. Praise God. Of course, the need of the spirit is much more greater because the spirit never ceases to exist. So the greatest need of man is salvation, deliverance. And that is brought through Jesus Christ. He who did not spare his only son with him, would he not also give us everything that we need? Priority, preeminence, prominence is given to the need of the spirit. But with that, the Bible says, God does not overlook, neither does he play down the needs of the soul, which is a seat of the mind, emotion, and your will. God wants you to be healthy, your mind to be healthy. God wants your emotional being to be healthy. God wants your relational life to be healthy. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to experience that in your physical body, which is the casing that God has given for us to live in this world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, can you trust God at 
all times. Praise God. Your past, present, and future. Why past? As soon as the word has gone out of my mouth, it is already in the past. Praise God. Your past, your present, and your future, everything is secure in the hands of God if you can trust your life into God's hand. Praise God. Jesus said, there is no power that can snatch you away from my hand. I have etched you in my palms. Praise God. If so, your life today, tomorrow is secure through Jesus Christ. What about your past? The failures of our past. The wrongdoings of our past. The blunders of our past. The sins of our past has a tendency to haunt our todays and tomorrows. Praise God. But look at the provision of God. If you trust in him, not men or princes, but if you trust in him, he says, I'm going to take care of your past. I'm going to erase your past. And I'm going to start a new slate for you so that your past don't come haunting on you. Your past don't come overshadowing your present and your future. As God's children, God has a glorious future for you and for me. If you are in Jesus Christ, if you have received Christ as your Savior, you have a glorious future with Jesus Christ and no devil praise God no cronies of hell no powers of darkness can come haunting knocking at your door reminding you of your past if you have allowed Jesus to take care of your past praise God you can trust God for all times at all times what else does praise God one stands to inherit when he has, when he puts his trust in the Lord? This is what the prophet Isaiah says. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind he stayed on you because he trusts in you. Another version says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast fast on you because he trusts in you. Hey, you know what happens when you put your trust in him? What God does is he establishes you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Before our world starts crumbling, God does not establish or makes your world steady. Before he touches the world around you, he makes your inner part steady a steadfast heart those who trust in him will have a steadfast heart praise God what is a steadfast heart the steadfast heart is one that is steady that is sustaining through every terms that this world can bring you know in the world there are some places where it's known as earthquake-prone lands and nations. The earthquake-prone nations have come up with new technology. 
They build their buildings in such a way that they have absorbers in the foundation. The absorbers, what it does is, when the earth starts quaking, starts shaking, the absorbers tend to take the moving and it keeps the building steady. Even though the world has come with high technology, let me tell you, there is no 100% proof technology that will keep any house or a structure without falling during a quake. But let me tell you, when a child of God experiences tremors in their lives, when a child of God experiences quakes around them, and a child of God will experience quakes around them. Because Jesus said, in this world you have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. If you put your trust in Jesus, you have a steadfast heart, praise God, and you experience not peace, but perfect peace. Praise God. <laughs> perfect peace. God allows you to experience when the world around you is shaking. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, we sang that song. Christ alone, cornerstone. Praise God. How does that song go? Christ alone, cornerstone. Yes? Weak made strong in the Savior's love. Praise God. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I dare not trust on the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Praise God. Folks, who are we leaning on? Are we leaning on friends? Are we leaning on relatives? Are we leaning on co-workers? Are we leaning on influential people? Who are we leaning on? It's good to have friends and co-workers. But let me tell you, your ultimate trust should be in the Lord Jesus. Because he will never let you down. Praise God. Hallelujah. He will never let you down. Hey, look into your life. If God was faithful to you yesterday, you have reason to trust him tomorrow. Amen. As children of God, have we not experienced the faithfulness of God in our life? That alone, praise God. We have the revelation of God's word, which tells us about the attributes of God, that God that we serve is a trustworthy God, is a faithful God, even when we are unfaithful, and even when we are faithless, the faithfulness of God stands. Praise God. He will not buckle under pressure. He will not leave you, nor would he ever forsake you. You can bank on the word of God. But I beckon you to take a step further. Thank God for the revelation through God's word. 
But I want you to move into experiential knowledge, having an experience with God, where you flex your faith and your trust muscles, build them up in your reliance, in your confidence, in your trust in God. Develop yourself as a Christian who's mature, who is able to lean on God in all circumstances of our lives. Our yesterdays stands as a monument reminding us that God who led us yesterday is able to lead us even in the future. God is the only one in whom we can put our absolute trust and final hope. Praise God. The career that shows us much promise might just give up on us. The children who seems to be so exceptional might prove otherwise. The nation that seems to be so strong, the economy that seems to be that so strong, the Wall Street market that seems to be so strong, might give up on you. But let me tell you, Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, you can bank on him. You can bank on the promises of God. So through experience, we will have an expression with David. Praise God. It is better to trust in the law than to put confidence in man, than to put confidence in in princes. Praise God. God's sharing, enduring, forgiving qualities are proven by the act of love that is exhibited on the cross of Calvary. Praise God. My friend, if you have never ever put your trust in the Lord Jesus, we beckon you. Praise God. Maybe you tried everything Try Jesus. He will change your life around. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? My Father, we are grateful to you. We thank you for the privilege that you have given us to know about our Savior, Jesus. To know how consistent our God is when everyone and everything fails around us. You will never fail us. You will never leave us. You will never forget us. You will never forsake us. Praise God. May we casa on you. May we come under the wings of the Almighty One. May we come under the provision of God's umbrella. May we come under the canopy of God's glory. May we come under the canopy of God's protection. Father, we pray that our experience will turn into expressions of joy. For you change our sobs into songs. You change our mourning into dancing. You take the spirit of despair and give us a spirit of joy. Praise God. You take the ashes out and you give us beauty for the Great is your work, Father. We receive your grace and your mercy. 
in Jesus' name.